1: With your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the six man show. Today is January 26, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co host, Luke Sylvia. Luke's feeling a little under the weather, but what's up Luke?
2: uh yeah, you said it uh, under the weather I've been under the weather the last like two weeks though so i I don't think that it's it's really worth reporting, but i yeah i'm I you know is what it is um so you guys might hear me me sniff and and things like that, so I do apologize but um but yeah man i'm I'm good i I'm happy. We have uh, Jonathan Isaac back. You and Kevin obviously did the emergency pod. I had an obligation on Monday, so I had not even watched the entirety of the game. Um, so, yeah, I got to kind of just listen to an episode as as a listener, which is always fun to, to be able to just listen to that. You know, you always have that itch as a magic fan. I'm sure people listening like you wake up the next day and you want to listen to something magic related. So I, you know, got to wake up, listen to the emergency pod. So it was good to kind of, you know, taking it as a listener
1: so now that you've had the chance to kind of you know review and go back and and watch all that and experience it for yourself we didn't get to talk to you about like how you were feeling that day you know what Mm -hmm. you like were were thinking was going to happen in this game you got to watch him check in the reception from the fans you got to watch him play you got to see the win you've seen the post game Mm -hmm. you've had time to digest everything like Uh walk us through luke's jonathan isaac return experience.
2: Probably. I mean, I know similar to y'all's and what you had talked about. I know y'all pretty much had talked about, you know, your expectation for it was just stay healthy. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't get into any trouble and we're good. Like then, then we just move on to the next one. We don't really care about the box score. Although the box score ended up being a treat to everybody. But um, there was a couple times in terms of like him staying healthy that in that game, y'all talked about as well, closed out um, uh, closed out on, I don't remember who, a Derek White maybe in the corner, I can't remember. And uh, just didn't look like it was going to end well. And he got up off the floor. And as you also alluded to, it's going to take some time to get used to that. But, um, but yeah, so that was really my expectation as far as my feelings about it. Uh I couldn't wait I mean you know you you go through the whole day and you're like man th- the Magic are a fun team and you at this point are still happy to watch them play and you are excited to you know get to that night when you get to watch them play but it was totally different that day for me just way more excited than even normal to to be able to watch Jonathan Isaac play and what that meant and, and you know I don't know, Jonathan. Did you guys? I don't know. I can't remember if you guys talked about it or if we know what the reception was really like in the stands. But the they barely went to the cameras, and like there were still people sitting, and there was like some people standing up. And I was like, "Why is not? Why isn't everybody standing?" And you know, it is what it is. But that kind of. That kind of irritated me, but it was like even just people around like just magic fans like just sitting and while others were, you know, started to stand and they didn't follow suit. So that was a little disappointing. But from what I've heard, I heard the reception was still good, but I just felt like it could have been better. Um, But then obviously the crowd got into it. Ji had that stretch in the second half that had me off my seat. You know, he hits that corner three, as everybody knows he pickpockets Jalen Brown goes down, dishes to Palo on the fast break and he dunks it home. It's like, that was the stuff that was the, the future of the franchise getting to see that. And uh, I think Jonathan Isaac made it quite clear the other night that he is part of the future of this franchise.
1: Really quick note. You talk about the reception of Jonathan Isaac were like almost to a certain degree, like the lack thereof. And there was a lot of green in the crowds folks this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but don't be a season ticket holder if you intend to sell these like big game tickets away. Like don't go yeah. into it like, "Oh, I'm going to sell Boston, I'm going to sell LA, I'm going to sell Golden State." That does not yeah. help our cause, folks. And if you're going to do that, find some way to 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 verify that you're selling these tickets to Magic fans. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know how what we need to do to figure that out. But season ticket holders, please stop selling your tickets to opposing teams' fans if at all possible. I know certain things mm-hmm. come up, you can't make the game or you don't wanna you don't want them to go to waste fine, but it I, like if you go into this like, oh, I'm gonna make money off of these tickets, stop doing that
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree, um but yeah, man, I like I said, apart from that, Jonathan Isaac solidified that he is part of the future of this team. Did it again. Uh, maybe not as emphatically as he did it against the Celtics, but did it again tonight against the Pacers. It's was just incredible to have him back. And great to see that he's feels like he's going to quickly return to form.
1: As soon as they bring him off that minutes restriction. Tonight, second game in a row, only played like eight and a half minutes. I was like... We, we could have used him in that fourth for sure, but we'll talk, we'll talk, you know, we didn't really cover Kevin and I, the Celtics game a ton. We really just focused on Jonathan Isaac, understandably. So, so we'll, we'll recap that game a little bit uh, further into the episode. And of course, we'll talk about the Pacers game from tonight, but we've got an awesome, exciting announcement for you guys at our last watch party. People were coming up like, Hey, what's going on? Is this the last watch party of the year? These have been amazing. We want more. We've got another one coming up and it's coming up pretty soon. Coming up on February the 3rd, I believe that is uh, next Friday. Not this coming Friday, but the following Friday when the Magic are in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're having another watch party with the Orlando Magic and Loeb Ultra. The location is to be determined, but it's going to be at 7.30. Tip-off for that game is at 8 o'clock. So mark your calendar for February 3rd at 7.30. You're busy that night. You're coming to the six-man show watch party Ben Gifford, who is our event coordinator, will be there. Luke and I, you know, just we're, we're not able to make it that night. As you all know, we don't live in Orlando. We're not able to make it that night, but do not let that deter you from coming out to this. Number one, if you want more watch parties, you've got to make sure that this is going to be a banger. I know we're going to be there in spirit. I know Ben is going to take over my chant leading duties, so he'll make sure the energy is correct. And this is your opportunity to be around a ton of other Magic fans. And then coming up on March 3rd is going to be another watch party. So February 3rd, March 3rd, when the, Ma- the, when the Magic are in Charlotte to take on the Hornets, we're going to have another watch party. Again, location is to be determined. We will update you all as soon as we have further details. That one is going to be at 6.30. Tip-off to that game is at 7 o'clock. So February 3rd, 7.30. March 3rd, 6.30. Mark your calendars. We're going to have some watch parties. It's going to be a great time. Luke, let's talk about the state of the Magic. So, so far this week, the Magic have gone 2-0 and on the week, bringing them to a record of 19-29. and They have the fifth-worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference, currently three and a half games back of Chicago for the final play-in spot. Like, that lead starts to grow, and then the Magic make up a little bit of ground. We need Chicago to lose. We need Washington to lose, Atlanta to lose, the Pacers to keep losing. And the Magic need to keep winning. We need to keep this momentum going and close that gap even more. So far on the season, the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.7. If you're not familiar with offensive and defensive rating, offensive rating is a stat that tells you how many points per 100 possessions do the Magic score. Defensive rating is how many points per 100 possessions do the Magic give up to their opponent. Uh, That's your little advanced analytics uh, lesson here. So the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.7, which ranks 24th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 114.7, which ranks 24th in the league. Their overall net rating is negative three, which is 26th in the league. On the injury report, the shortest injury report we've had all season, it is just Chuma OKK currently, who is still out. Uh, He had that chondroplasty to kind of clean up the cartilage inside of his left knee. He started to slowly reintegrate back into basketball activities. He's probably still at least a few weeks away. Uh, but just follow the Magic, Magic PR, and follow us on Twitter, if you don't do that already, at Six Man Show. If you don't follow us on social media accounts, pause the episode right now, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us everywhere at Six Man Show, or just type in the Six Man Show wherever you are, you'll be able to find us. So Chuma OKK okay, okay, still out. Hopefully he'll be back in a few weeks. Jonathan Isaac now off of the injury report for the first time in two and a half plus years. A little bit more news, not injury related, but as we're starting to get closer to the trade deadline. So the trade deadline is uh, it's two weeks from tomorrow. Actually, it's going to be February 9th at three o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer uh, reported today that Mo Bamba is readily available in trade discussions since his uh, minutes have become more and more uh, you know, sparing over the course of the last couple of weeks here. Not a big surprise to us. Uh, we've gone through it with Mo Bamba you know, for for five seasons now, I believe. And he's just not consistent enough, uh, at least for this roster where we have other guys like Jonathan Isaac, who eventually is going to take more and more minutes from Mo Bamba. Moritz Wagner, who like, say what you want about the, the ceiling of, of Mo Wagner and Mo Bamba. Mo Wagner is just a more consistent player at this point. You know what you're going to get from him basically every single night. And because a lot of those reasons, it seems like Mo Bamba more often than not, Luke has found himself on the outside looking in, even though, you know, tonight he got some minutes and it uh, just seems like every two or three games, he'll be out there for you know, 12, 15 minutes, whatever.
2: Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, just obviously, just see what happens with him at deadline. We know he's a primed candidate. Last 10 games, he has played 12 minutes. Um, and if you, he had actually quite a few 20 minutes in the Lakers game, uh, which was like that 10th tenth one, 10 tenth furthest away. So in his last nine games, Jonathan, he's played 11.4 minutes a game. So just seems like right now, Mosley's trying to sure up his rotation, figure out who goes where. And this is what I talked about, man. Like once we get into these shorter rotations, we're going to see less of these guys and it's going to force Mosley's hand to make, to see less of these guys when Jonathan Isaac and, you know, obviously Mosley doesn't mind if his hands forced in this way, Jonathan Isaac's minutes get increased and Mo Bamba were to get dealt. Like you're going to see this rotation all of a sudden go overnight from 11 man rotation to eight or nine. And I think it'll be nine, uh, but we'll see. Terrence Ross, a lot of DMPs lately. I'm interested to see if we get any reports on him being traded or if that's just something on deadline day that we see T. Ross gets traded because obviously the Magic are not valuing him in terms of the rotation. Gary Harris has stepped in. Obviously, he's been in the starting line for a while now, but we saw tonight against the Pacers. He's offering something that T. Ross used to give us and in terms of just energy, great shot-making ability in terms of from the perimeter, He's great, man. So I, I would be shocked to see that Terrence Ross doesn't get traded, but you know, it maybe not shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, in the least if if he you know is gone on deadline day.
1: Yeah, definitely still going to be a while till Mosley's able to tighten the rotation that much to to nine guys, especially as Jonathan Isaac continues to ramp up in playing time. I mean, two games in a row now, this kind of eight to ten minute you know minutes restriction, and he made it seem pregame that it was going to be like this for a little bit. I don't know how much longer because I'm I'm just watching this fourth quarter and I, I'm watching you know, the Pacers start to get some easy buckets. And I'm like, this team just looks completely different with Jonathan Isaac on the floor, at least defensively. Uh, holding his own offensively, I think he'll continue to, to get better in, in that regard. And he's still coming along defensively. There are a couple of plays tonight, like TJ McConnell drove like the, the right side of the lane and just stop for like a little fall away, and I'm like, three years ago, Ji is going after that, and that's a that's a block shot. It's you know three rows deep, so still getting that timing back. But the more that his minutes start to increase, I do think the rotation is going to tighten quite a bit, and that's when the Magic are really going to hit their stride. I think and and really put together a nice string of wins as we start to get closer to the end of the season. But that's just uh, some stuff to keep an eye on, like you mentioned. Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba, wouldn't be surprised to see those guys moved at the trade deadline. Gary Harris, even though the Magic have the ability to get out of his contract in the summer, I don't see them moving on from him. He's just been playing so well. He continues to play this well. It's hard to move on from him in in the summer. You got him another year at $13 million. That's great value for a guy that is giving you what Gary Harris has been giving you. When he's been healthy. Now, he's missed a lot of games this year. He's got to stay healthy for the rest of the season. But again, Gary has been absolutely fantastic. Yep. Luke, let's talk about our patrons, the folks who help financially support the show and help us do all of the things that we love to do. If you're unfamiliar with the show and you're new to the show, uh, if you'd like to help financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show for $2 a month plus some other tiers that we have. You can just support the show really, really basic. Or if you select one of those other tiers, you can get additional benefits like getting shout outs on uh, every single episode that we have. Some of our tiers have access to our Discord channel, uh, our monthly Zoom hangouts that we have with our members, and you can even get up to 35% off uh, discounts for Magic Home Games. So that's another uh, perk that we offer some of our elite tier patrons. So again, patreon.com slash the six man show. Brandon and Markel Magic, both of those guys joined at our all star tier this week. So thank you guys so much for joining the Patreon, uh, part of our Hall of Fame tier, or All-Star tier. I'm sorry that you all are part of. You have access to our Discord channel, so make sure that you guys, if you don't have a Discord already, go ahead and make an account, connect that to your Patreon, and then you can come in and talk Orlando Magic basketball. We've got about 30 to 40 guys in there at any given time talking about the Orlando Magic. Always a good time. So uh, thank you so much to Brandon and Markel Magic. And then we shout out our Hall of Fame tier and our elite tier patrons on every single episode. I'm going to go ahead and start it off with shouting out the court cousins Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, uh, Joseph Chubb, Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Bo Outlaw Fan, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Godefa Show, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama. It's not OKK okay, to say Okiki. Pierre A, Migsores, Nostalgia and M&Ms, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, The Animal, Duddle15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Brian Leggins, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Josea Squealin, Destined for Greatness, Caleb Peek, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Brandon Grace, Chat3045, Joe rothfus ESPN Really Sucks, Gear95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Reakin, Fredo Nation, Shahin177, Bolby The Don, Himlo, Ban Himro, RMProv221, Ray Pastrana, MagicKids714, Let's Spank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, and Barry M. Thank you so much to our elite tier patrons and our Hall of Fame tier patrons, and a big shout out to all of our patrons. Find our Patreon at patreoncom The Six Man Show.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You need Indeed.
1: Luke, the other night, Kevin and I spent the majority of time after the Celtics game talking about Jonathan Isaac. Understandably so, it had been 904 days since his last game with the Orlando Magic, so we didn't spend too much time kind of recapping the game. Incredible performance from the Magic defensively holding the Boston Celtics to 98 points. I think I read somewhere that the the Celtics have like four games this year where they've scored under 100 points, and two of them have come against the Orlando Magic. The Boston Celtics, after this game, had 13 losses on the entire season, three of those coming to the Orlando Magic. Uh, Again, 113-98. to Uh, Really able to win this game pretty comfortably. Again, the night that Jonathan Isaac returns. Paolo Bancaro, 23 points. Wendell Carter, 21 points. 18 points off the bench for Cole Anthony. He was fantastic in this game as well. Um, and just a big win for the Orlando Magic over the defending Eastern Conference champions. And you win the season series three to one, Luke.
2: I will say, as of late, this team has obviously been doing some things pretty well, especially these last couple games. Shoot the lights out from three, comparatively. Right, like uh, I don't know if this is updated for tonight, but essentially on the year, the Magic are 22nd in the league at the in the three point percentage at 34.9. percent The last 10 games, the Magic are shooting 38 and a half percent from three. Um, their last 10 ten games, so they're just doing that super well, uh, and it's nice to see. Um, essentially, let's see here in the Pacers game you know, 15 of 28 from three Celtics, uh, 11 of 27 from three, good for 40%. Like they're maybe not taking as many or they're not taking more threes per se, but they are um, essentially making more, right? Like that percentage is higher than what it has been, been able to do that, which was nice, Uh, obviously against the Celtics, man, the, the Celtics, Eddie house. They're just in shambles. They're in shambles. They don't know what to do. They lose the next night to Miami. Just beautiful poetry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good good to be able to have their number. I just want to see this, you know, obviously stretch out over time in terms of bleeding over into other games. You win the game you're supposed to tonight. Like, I don't know, man. Right now, this team looks good. Uh, like you said, you know, Palo, 23 points, um, despite... Tatum, you know, scoring 26 and Brown scoring 26. You're able to escape and, you know, not even escape. You're able to get the win. You win handily by 15. Play really well in that second half. You outscore Boston um, in that second half by, I think, like 14 or 15 or something like that. Um, and yeah, man, the only quarter you get beat against Boston was the second quarter. So just super impressive uh, showing by by the Magic. And I'm I'm happy to see that they were able to get the win. I really did not expect the magic to get the win because figured Boston would give the magic all they could handle barring, you know, considering that they had lost last two.
1: My favorite thing about this win is after the game, the Boston media really in totality, just the amount of copium that they were huffing after this game, like, Oh, they're looking ahead to Miami. They weren't taking this team seriously. So, you're telling me the at the time 17 win Orlando Magic, who just beat you twice on your home floor a month ago in consecutive games, you didn't take that team seriously. I don't buy that for a, a second. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, the Magic just happened to match up well with the Boston Celtics. Three to one, you win the season series, you have their broadcasters like Eddie House trashing the magic after that second game of the year you and and by the way you almost beat the Boston Celtics in your home opener back in October like if Cole Anthony doesn't miss that dunk in the in the fourth quarter that that play felt like it just sucked all the momentum out of the building and out of Mm -hmm. the team if he jams that home in the magic or in the middle of, of coming back in that game that momentum might have carried you to a victory and Potentially, I don't think. I think if you win that game, you you probably don't play as well against this team for like the rest of the season. But if you win that game, like arguably, you might sweep Boston this season. And mm-hmm. the 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 cop out that oh, Orlando is just a bad team, like just tell us that you don't care about the Magic and that you haven't been paying attention all year. And oh, no. like other teams have been injured. Like no, 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 no. It's not even, it's it's not comparable. I don't care what team you name. Whoever is in second, it is a it is so far of a distant second that it is irrelevant. So anytime mm-hmm. that people, oh, we were shorthanded, we lost to the Magic, you will get zero sympathy from Magic fans. and And Boston Media is just the worst of the worst of the worst. And even though there are guys that I like on the Celtics, like I like, Jason Tatum, I I like Jalen Brown, I like Rob Williams, like I like some of the guys on their team. I want them to lose just because I hate the people that cover that team. Yeah,
2: yeah. That um, the I mean, at this point, you look at it. What the Celtics after that game had thirteen losses on the year, and three of them came to the Magic. it was over over twenty percent of your losses come to the Magic? It's a hard I mean, to swallow. It is. It is. And I get it. You know, you're frustrated. You lost to us. But at this point, people are starting to figure out that the magic are much better. And to some of their credit, there are people in replies on Twitter that are Celtics fans that were like the magic are are better than the record implies. It's like, yeah, well, thank you. I know you might be trying to make yourself feel better that you lost to the magic and kind of like overcompensating for what the other side of you guys are doing. But at the same time, you you're the smart one. The Magic are better than their record at at, at full strength, and uh, it is what it is, man. There, there's a lot of times where I said this the other day in the group chat. I said something to the effect of like, I really wish we could have those first twenty five games of the season back, <laughs> it's like five and twenty. It's a big, big hole to dig, and uh, it's you got to get out of it. And and so far, ah, I mean, even a, a couple games ago, before the Magic showed me they could beat the Celtics again despite feeling like where we really weren't gaining much ground as of late you're starting to feel like you're in a pretty good spot and and it's going to be interesting to see if the magic can do it it's still going to be very tough because the teams that the magic still have quite a few teams ahead of them and and you got to play more than 500 basketball for sure to go the length and you know since markel's been back the magic have been 500 now one game over 500 so, you gotta play better than five hundred basketball to make the play in my opinion, and uh we're gonna see if they can do it. I'd love to see a win streak happen after you know kind of coming from the Celtics and pacers wins
1: so nineteen and twenty nine now you're forty eight games through the season. you've got thirty four games left. you're just three game three wins away from your entire last season's win total, and you are eight games away. From surpassing that twenty-six and a half win total that Vegas put on the Magic to start the year. The Magic aren't bad. It's for some teams, for some you know, fan bases, that that's tough to swallow. You know what's yeah. not tough to swallow? Papa John's, baby. Cause after <laughs> every Magic victory the next day, you can get 50% off your online order of Papa John's. With code MAGICWIN. You don't even have to be in Orlando. You can be up to 150 miles from Orlando as long as you are further than 75 miles from Miami. Again, 50% off Papa John's your online order every day after Magic Victories, Luke. I I can't, dude. You know what you can? You can talk about this Indiana Pacers game from tonight. The Magic win 126 to 120 at home over the Indiana Pacers. Their second win in a row. It was a good win. Indiana's second night of a back-to-back uh, after they lost or did they beat Chicago the night before? I don't remember. They came back. They came back they came and back. they beat the Chicago Bulls. That's correct. So you 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 beat Chicago, quick flight to Orlando, second night of a back-to-back. That's what we a home Home road. No, they were in Indiana the night before, not in Chicago. Mm. That is a home road back-to-back. That's what we call a scheduled loss. The Magic were up by 17 in the first half, and you're thinking, oh, the Magic are just going to cruise to a victory. Wasn't necessarily the the case. Turnovers, second-chance opportunities for the Indiana Pacers. Defense wasn't phenomenal tonight. Indiana shot, I think, 48% from the floor. I think it was 42% from the three-point line, if I'm not mistaken. Magic didn't play perfect, but this was a team that you you have to have this game. No Tyrese Halliburton for the Indiana Pacers. They've been struggling as of late. You, you need this game. They're They're ahead of you in the standings. You need to win this game. Magic didn't play perfect. They did give up the big lead, but Luke, to me, this game never felt like Indiana really threatened the Magic. Even when it was a two-point game, even when it was a four-point game, whatever, I still felt very confident the entire game The Magic were going to be able to pull this out.
2: It has been such a long time since I... Because I know what you're talking about, right? Like, any fan that is in tune with this team and watching these games knows what you're talking about in terms of, like, oh, we're only up by two it feels like you know we could put on the like step on the gas at any point and take care of this game obviously no halliburton and that goes a long way uh and that plays a huge part of it but i don't think that that's a mindset that we have at all last year at any point or we're even up by during two. that
1: 5 and 25 stretch or exactly. 5 and 20 yeah, stretch five, to start five the and tw-
2: yeah no for sure and it's like oh we're we're up by 2 it feels like we're down by 15 Tonight it was we're up by two. It feels like we're up by fifteen. And that's really like I I, when I get real stressed, Jonathan, I stand up and I'm pacing. I'm watching the game, closing minutes of the game, not even closing minutes, like start of the fourth quarter. If the game's close, I'm pacing the entire fourth quarter around my house. And then but like with games like this, it up two, I was I was fine. I was I was just lounging back on my comfy couch, texting you guys about the game voicing my praise and my frustration for certain players and that was it but i still felt like the magic were in control of the game and it says a lot it says a lot especially after that first half where you have such a high in the first half right you you score 46 points in that first quarter and then you give up 39 in the second quarter and you score 27 like to bounce back from that the magic put the clamps on the pacers in the third quarter, the Pacers score just twenty three points in that third quarter. The Magic score twenty nine, and like at that point, I was like, uh, for sure, you know, like I don't, I don't have any type of doubt. Like, I, if you were going to collapse, it's going to be in that third quarter. After you gave up a big second quarter, after scoring as many points as you did in the first, there was a lot of opportunity for the Magic to falter, and they got complacent in that second quarter. No doubt, they built that lead. I love to see a sense of urgency after you mess up after something doesn't go your way and something like the, the magic were fully at fault for what happened in that second quarter. The intensity just wasn't there. They came out great, but you got to do that for all four quarters. That's what this team's learning. But I love the, the way the magic were able to stick it to the, to Indiana defensively in that third quarter and it propelled them to win the game.
1: And the Magic just shoot the crap out of the ball in this game, particularly your boy Gary Harris. Magic 56% from the floor. Gary. 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 Yeah, 56% from the floor, 53% from the three-point line. Uh, You missed some free throws, but kind of ended up being non-consequential in this game. Seventeen turnovers. That was really the, the big part for me. The the major downside. Jamal Mosley talked about it after the game, talking about how they were playing so unselfishly. I believe it was a season high thirty four assists for the Magic, but just kind of overpassing at time, which led to some of those turnovers. But seventeen turnovers. You know that that just can't happen if you if you want to win these games. Now the Magic shot the ball so well in this one, it didn't really much matter. Uh, Gary Harris twenty two points. Eight of nine from the four, six of six from behind the arc. I don't remember the last time. like Kevin mentioned this during the game. And I don't know the last I found, time the guy shot like that for the Magic.
2: Found it. Magic PR. It's a great follow for stats like this. Magic PR put out Orlando Magic guard. Uh, Gary Harris won a perfect six for six from the three-point line tonight, tying the team record for the most threes in a game without a miss. Who was the other one? It was... Let me guess let me, guess. let
1: me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. I'm just going to say JJ Redick.
2: Air France. Petrus. Okay.
1: Right era, wrong six, player.
2: 6 of 6 from beyond the arc on April 1st, 2010 at Dallas. I like that. So, Gary Harris putting putting a, uh, you know, his name next to a little bit of a record there for the Magic for sure. I love this dude. I love this dude. I got in. I got into a small argument the other day because I had time on my personal Twitter with somebody that was trying to discredit Gary Harris. They're like, he doesn't even score double digits. And it's like, well, he's not a star. What do you want him to do? He's the fifth option in the starting lineup. Give him a break. I love Gary Harris. He plays his butt off on defense. Dude has some crazy hand. Like, if... Oh, pause. But <laughs> if you... Papa John's. If you... <laughs> you watch Gary Harris defensively, it is not necessarily like things that are super eye-popping, but you can just see how quickly he's able to get a deflection, get his hand on the ball, whatever it might be. But you have to actually watch him defensively. You can't just watch the box score to know what Gary Harris is providing for this team. Defensively, I love, I love what he's able to do. Offensively, he can shoot incredibly well. As we know, he showed it tonight um at this point before tonight he was shooting forty-two and a half percent from three on three and a half attempts a game what else do you want this guy to do jonathan what else do they want him to do that's gary and i love him so i uh you you know these people need to wash their mouths talking about gary harris because i think he's the vet that this team needs
1: i think it's so funny that when we first traded for gary harris the thing that you were like most excited about you're like Oh, look at his layup package. I was like, that has got to be the lamest thing to ever be excited (laughs) about for a player that's coming. This guy's layup package is crazy. (laughs) It's like he hardly ever lays up the not hardly ever. Maybe like (laughs) once or twice a game, but like shooting primarily is what he's been providing for the magic the last couple of seasons. And and like you said, he's just been shooting the crap out of the ball.
2: To Um, be fair, I was excited for him from three as well. All right. And he's been able to do it. And there was some doubters. I didn't forget you. And you. I'm talking to you, Jonathan. You were like, Don't he's not even a great start. You literally shooter.
1: said the dude would miss throwing me in a trash can last year. He
2: was he was shooting terrible. All right. So don't make it was, seem
1: like it was all me.
2: I'm just saying when he came over, I wasn't just concerned about his layup package. I had seen obviously he shot forty two percent on four and a half threes a game in his third year in the league it's there it's down there and that's what I wanted I wanted Gary Harris three-point attempts and we got it tonight baby all aboard the Gary Harris train
1: my defense before being traded to the magic the dude had went four seasons without shooting over 35 percent from three so it's not like this was some kind of unfounded accusation I was making against Gary Harris he had not shot the ball well in a very long time and it's it something there. about that Florida sunshine baby that i never doubted you baby it's it's those summer showers wait for a second now that boy is wet so that's right so again Gary Harris 22.6 of 6 from the floor but Paolo Banquero, 23 points tonight 6 of 14 from the floor but 9 of 10 from the free throw line just incredible his efficiency getting to the free throw line Wendell Carter Jr the Wend Daddy 18 points 10 rebounds 7 of 10 I want to I wanna talk a little bit more about Jonathan Isaac. So uh, five points tonight in eight minutes. Added a rebound, two assists, and two steals. Should have been three assists. Mo Bamba, looking at you, buddy. Uh, but Jonathan you, do, do, Isaac. Real quick,
2: you know what's crazy about that? I didn't even know that Bamba missed the layup until I found out basically contextually through text with y'all and twitter because i legitimately he made the pass i was like that's a great pass and then i looked down and then i looked back up and we're going to the other end of the floor and i was like there's what just happened and then you guys are texting you're like wow mo and i was like whoa he missed because he got the ball and i was like oh okay so i still haven't even seen the the miss But I know it happened, obviously, but I just like I blew my mind that that could have been a miss based off the pass I saw J.I. give him.
1: He had one from Markel that he that he bobbled, wasn't able to convert on, which was a great look. The one from Jonathan Isaac. Am I just forgetting that Jonathan Isaac is capable of making like these insane passes? Like we saw him make a really nice pass to R.J. Hampton in his uh, Lakeland debut. He made he had a nice pass to Paolo on the, the fast break this last game. And the pass to Mo tonight was just like Jonathan. I I know you had that in your bag, player. What, what's up with that? <laughs> but no, like he had a uh, back-to-back plays tonight where uh, there was like a lob attempt at the rim that he broke up, and then the very next play, I don't, I forget who it was. Was it Buddy Healed or, or Neesmith Smith or Matherin? I forget who it was, but he was matched up with someone on the perimeter, and just like he did against Jalen Brown, they tried to go into this like crossover package, and the hands are still there. Like his, his, his timing and, and his legs and, and like chasing down blocks isn't quite there, but like the on ball stuff, he had a, a a sequence tonight where he was guarding Ben Matherin got, or was yeah guarding Ben Matherin and then got switched on a buddy Healed I believe it was, and just shut both of those guys down, ended up with a 24 second shot clock violation on Indiana. And I, he's not all the way there yet. Like, and I, I understand that. And I'm trying to remind myself, not because he looks bad in any type of sense, but it's just two games after missing 900 plus days.
2: This is turnarounds there though. That turnaround is there, but he's going to
1: continue to get better. Like he's still, and he's going to have games where he doesn't look that great. Let's, let's remember that that is unless something crazy happens and he just never has a bad game for the rest of his life. I would be fine with that. Odds are, we're going to be like, oh, he wasn't that great tonight, but let's not overreact. We're going to have these ups and downs with Jonathan as we go through this, the rest of this season. I'm sure like by next season, you know, the start of next season, he'll probably be like basically all the way back. But like, it's crazy that he's going to continue to improve and he doesn't look at all bad right now. Like, I'm like, it's. Oh, you know, he's back, but, you know, he's kind of hurting us when he's on the floor. Like, no, like, he's looking awesome and the team is better when he's on the floor. At some mm-hmm. point, I want to see this Markel, Franz, J.I., or, yeah, Markel, Franz, J.I., Paolo, Wendell. I want to see that at some point, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. I need to see it.
2: Yeah. And, and we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. It's like, I, he, he looks good. Like, it, it's such a small sample size. That's the other thing, too, is like, that's why you can't be too high or too low. You really can just see things that he does in the game. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, with more minutes, he, he'll he be able to continuously contribute because he does these things well. He defends well. He still can defend. He can get the steals off of crossovers, go to the other end, make the right read on the fast break. He still is able to do that. And maybe his vision's better. Maybe his passing is just better right? than than we saw him two and a half years ago. He's had a lot of time to work on a lot of different things during this rehab process, and he's showing it. The turnaround is just gross, and I just feel like it's going in every time he takes it. So I don't know, man. With more volume of minutes, obviously we'll be able to make better judgment. But from the things that you can take just in instances and flashes, it's all we've got right now. And it looks promising, and he he looks great, all
1: things considered. Right now, uh, just in two games, but he's three for five from behind the arc after going, I think, one for twelve in his stint with the Lakeland Magic. Not saying yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, not saying he's going to be like a you know sixty percent three point shooter moving forward. Like we know that's not going to be the case. But if he's now like a thirty seven percent three point shooter, that's massive for the Magic. He's not going to be asked to do a ton. He's in the lineup with Markel and and Paolo and Franz. If he can, you know, score 15 points a game, relatively efficient, like, you know, 50% on twos, 37% on threes, like we're going to be doing pretty well, especially the way that he's looked defensively. But what's really crazy is I'm on NBA.com right now, and I'm looking at Jonathan Isaac's player profile. When you look at his last five games, January 25th, 2023, January twenty third, twenty twenty three, August second, twenty twenty. Like it, it's so crazy to to look at that and be like, man, this dude missed so much time, but doesn't really look like he's missed a beat so far. Super exciting, super encouraged by the early returns on Jonathan Isaac. We do have to stay patient. The bad game is coming. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Maybe just maybe it's an act of God, and that would be the most Jonathan Isaac thing ever.
2: But <laughs> well, you. I'm I'm looking at at one thing here. I'm sorry to interrupt, and this is very much like a not important point, but it's just what I'm thinking. I'm looking at Stat Muse, and I'm like, Stat Muse doesn't have a little character for Jonathan Isaac. There is not one. It's like I know he's been gone, but can we get one now?
1: Stat Muse is so young that it wasn't around for. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe they started doing those. I think it's like, just the last couple of
1: seasons that StatMuse has been around. That's,
2: that's got to be why we got to tweet at StatMuse and be like, "Hey, we need our boy. I need to see that big beard on my StatMuse."
1: If you didn't see Jonathan Isaac before the ACL, she's too young for you, bro. Like that's <laughs> like, come on, come on, Stat muse Good grief! Uh, I saw a tweet interrupt.
2: that was those, yeah. and I,
1: I'm I think I think the on Twitter his name is like Young Mayo which is hilarious by the way. I haven't verified this but he tweeted this out and seems like a pretty stat savvy kind of guy. Like I can I can get a my like my my spidey sense goes off after a couple of seconds at looking at any one person's Twitter profile. This might be this might not be correct but if, if it is it's fantastic and it's insane. He tweeted a list of players this season in 10 minutes to score 10 points and record two steals in a single game and in, le- in 10 minutes or less, you want to know what that list is? Yep. Jonathan Isaac. And that's it. That's the list. That's the ki- If you haven't been around for like the Jonathan Isaac that we have made to be this mythical creature, if you have, if you weren't around to watch that stats like that is what this kid does. And it doesn't make any sense, and it's insane. And that's why we love him, and and we believe he has so much potential because he just does stuff that other people don't do. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's right. Maybe it's not. But if it is, that's crazy. If it's not, then forget I said it. (laughs) We're pushing
2: propaganda here. Don't bother us. Yeah,
1: always. Always that. Let's take a look at the games the rest of the week here. On Friday, you're in Miami to take on the Heat. That game tips off at 8 o'clock. And then you got a back-to-back. So instead of a home road, you got a road home, back-to-back. You're in Miami. And then quick flight back home. You face off against the Chicago Bulls on Saturday. How are we feeling? I know you, you had us beating Indiana this week, I believe it was. And then you had us losing yeah. the other three games. How do we yeah. feel about uh these games here?
2: I feel it's a good thing we started 2-0, and Jonathan, on the week. Cause I don't think I, I don't know, man, the heat, I believe have rest from yesterday till Friday. And I know we got some rest, but the heat, not a bad team. They are getting rest. Then you got to turn around and play the bulls on Saturday. I think on paper, like we obviously have proved proven that we can beat the bulls, but at the same time, that back to back, that's rough. Um, and and the Bulls are not coming off a back to back, so um, it's just tough, man. Any type of back to back situation with a young team, you never really know what's going to happen, what to expect. I think both of these are losses, unfortunately.
1: I'm going to turn the recency bias up to like the, the the recency bias slider up to 100 right now, mainly because yeah, I hate me. the Heat and I would love to beat the Heat in Miami. So yep. uh, their last win, uh, so they beat the Boston Celtics. By three, when was that? So that was that was last night. So they beat the Boston Celtics. Uh, so they had a back to back. The the Celtics did. They beat the Celtics by three. Three. The Magic beat the Celtics by fifteen. <laughs> the game before that, they beat New Orleans by four, one hundred to ninety six. The Magic beat the Pelicans by was it thirteen? If I'm not mistaken, we're we doing this? 13, we doing 123 this right to 110. Now? History shows the Magic are better than the Heat. All right, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I would love to see the Magic pick up a win. I, you're gonna, you're gonna lose one of these games. You know, the the Miami game or the Chicago game. You very likely could lose both of these games. I, I would be, I would be very pleasantly surprised if the Magic sweep this back to back and sweep the week. I have, in, in my heart of hearts, I have to believe the Magic beat the Heat on Friday for my well-being. Oh, I'm closing up my house on Friday. Two games. That would be top 10 yeah. days of my entire life. Close on my house <laughs> and beat the Miami Heat. That would be awesome.
2: The Magic have a... If the Magic win Friday and then they close the gap even further in the standings with the Bulls by beating them, obviously those games are the most important. We're we're pushing that that playoff propaganda so hard. If the Magic win back to back and go 4-0 on the week,
1: so the the Bulls play Charlotte tomorrow, Saturday. It I don't. It feels kind of like a must win. Like that would that would be so big to pick up a game against the Bulls like that, especially if they can we buy can we phone in a favor Charlotte.
2: to our, a favor to our best friend Nikola Vucevic. Let him know what the circumstances are. Let, hey, listen, I don't want to
1: get disrespectful, but he, he did kind of <laughs> help us out earlier in the season, missing those two free throws. And, you know, Jalen hits a game winner. I don't know. Yeah. Vooch has done quite a lot for your boys recently, you know, coming on the show That's and right. whatnot, you know, breaking kind of national news. Yo, know, pretty right. crazy. I think I think we're good on the Vooch favors for now. I think we probably need to Are hold sure? off on, on sending that one. I think
2: Saturday would be nice to get one. You
1: know? Yeah. I mean, you'll be there. So. if
2: this is a must win, I will be there. I would love yeah. to see
1: the win. All right. Well, folks, uh, like I said, I'm closing on my house on Friday and I won't have internet until Monday. So Monday's episode, you're rocking with uh Luke, Sylvia and Kevin Tucker. It's going to be, it's going to be one for the ages. I- I'm looking forward to listening to that one. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. A couple of things before we sign off here. Again, watch party coming up next Friday, February 3rd, when the Magic take on Minnesota. Location is to be determined, but it's going to be at 730. Make sure you come out for that. And then March 3rd, circle your calendar again. When the Magic are in Charlotte to take on the Hornets, we're going to have another watch party. Location to be determined. We're waiting to hear back on that. We'll pass along further details again. February 3rd, 730. March third, six thirty. Make sure you clear your schedule, mark your calendars, come out to the watch party. Going to be a lot of fun. And Luke, I think that's going to be it for us.
2: That's good. I appreciate y'all on YouTube have struggled along watching me go off screen to blow my nose and rub you look my terrible. eyes and get Thank some you. sleep,
1: take some night Thank well. you. do something for yourself. I,
2: I've been trying. I've been trying. as yeah. will leave me alone.
1: All right, feel better. All right, that's going to do it for us, folks. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!